Have you ever heard about Star Wars movies? It's this new thing that they're working on. They're like these things that you watch it and it's one thing. It's and they call it a movie. And Star Wars is going to be doing making these now. It's like a 40 minute Crazy. thing. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, hey everybody. Welcome to the Resistance broadcast. I'm John. Uh, th this whole thing is just like twisting me upside down. I can't believe this. Star Wars is going to be making movies, breaking news. Um, but uh, thank you for joining us on this Monday. We are officially a little over a week away mm -hmm. from us landing in Anaheim, California and going to Star Wars Celebration. Very excited. Uh, James and Lacey with me here as always. Yes, so we're going to get into this in a little bit. There's actually news about Star Wars movies. Because, uh, I mean, I'm sick and tired of the, the Disney Plus thing. It's like uh, enough already with these Disney Plus shows. Give me some movies, you know? Mm -hmm. Jeez, I'm kidding. I, I like it all. <laughs> Don't come at me with your pitchforks. I'm kidding. I'm allowed to do that. Nuance is a good thing. <laughs> uh, so what's going on, guys? James, you got a freshie. I see it. Oh, you got a freshie on. I can... I. I it has that smell that you're it's like almost skunky where you're like it's like fresh Did you not ink wash smell. it? No. No, no, no. You it's like a vinegar it smell, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a vinegary kind of thing. Mhm. Mm yeah. Forget absolutely. chemicals. Let yeah, them soak in. Yeah. That. Um no, I Mine still smells like hope. Yeah. This is actually my <laughs> first make solo to happen shirt as I normally uh well actually I I bought the red one. But I've never the one had I'm like, wearing the right black now? standard yellow. Yeah, that mm -hmm. one. But I, I had it in a hoodie. But uh, so that was technically my first purchased one. But this one um, is is the original yellow. So it's kind of cool. Um, so I'm excited about that. But I was also going to mention, too, I thought this is kind of fun and interesting that we're going to Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center. And my work, my job will be there one week later like a bunch of people they're all going to be there wow. one week later for nam and i was like oh that's crazy and they, they're wow. asking me to set up the booth for them ahead of time that's crazy and i said no <laughs> <laughs> um so lacy lacy's wearing a trb shirt very mm -hmm. good a we're freshie. all mm -hmm. we're all oh that is a freshie too see you know what logo. i did for all my freshies, I have three freshies. I have a third freshie that I can't Slight even talk slant about. Slight is what I call it. Slight yes. too many oh. times you've said that word. Me? No, John. Oh. The word freshie? <laughs> yeah, one more, one more time, please. Freshie. <laughs> so I got a third. So I got a brand new Make Solo 2 Happen shirt because uh, mine have been through battle. And then I'm I have wearing a brand my new oldie for that. Yeah, yeah. I have a new many CRB. many a trending day. I have a TRB slant shirt coming like you have the new logo. Well, you know, our, our latest version of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want to wear them until I get there. Because for some reason, the first time I wear a t-shirt is the perfect fit for me. So mm -hmm. that, I don't know why that is, but it's always the it case. It is fitting but pretty have, well. I'm kind of regretting putting it on. Yeah. See? So I have a third freshie coming, but I can't say what it is yet because it's a shirt no one has seen yet. Oh, that's right. Is this the new thing yet. we're going to build up to this shirt now? <laughs> I'm so excited. I what am is so the shirt excited. countdown? <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to look so good in that shirt. Oh my God. He's going to start tweeting like 10 days till you get to see my shirt. <laughs> oh my God. I may char, I may, I may open up 
you know, if Hayden's not going to do it, I'm going to open up photo opportunities where people can take a photo with me with my shirt. It's going to be so good. It's going to be a dollar five. Buck oh five. <laughs> True fitting. Well, all the dollar stores now are buck twenty five, so maybe you should do a buck twenty five. Freedom Inflation costs a is buck real. five. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, all right. So before we get into anything, uh, another reminder out there. First of all, thank you to everybody who's been RSVPing to our event. We now are going to be using the largest space possible at Radiant Beer Co. because of how many people have said, I'm going to come party with TRB. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come to their podcast. I'm going to come hang out. You've surprised so that- us and Radiant Beer Co. who are yeah. like, we've never hosted this many people before. And we've said, hooray. Yeah. <laughs> You're we welcome. Even splurged, yeah, we even splurged for fireworks. Um, no, we didn't. But we did get a photo op. <laughs> No, Disney's doing the fireworks. <laughs> it'll be it'll be visible. But yeah, we're doing yeah a lot of cool stuff, photo stuff. We're gonna have amazing giveaways, surprises, um, more details as we approach it. But uh, if you haven't yet, um, you could find the link, uh, or if you need it, um, just let us know. But uh, RSVP uh, to that event again, five thirty on Saturday, May twenty eighth at Radiant Beer Co., which is just like two miles from the Anaheim Convention Center. It's a free event, all ages. We're doing our podcast live. No restrictions on time. They're going to have amazing drinks. We're going to have an amazing setup. Very excited. Uh, it's it's happening and it's coming close. It's very soon. We're, we're less than two weeks away from this event. And uh, our podcast will start at 6.30 after an hour happy hour. And uh, we'll probably go uh, over an hour with the podcast. But And uh, we'll have time to you know meet, hang out and all that stuff. So um, if you are down, make us a part of your Saturday. It's Star Wars Celebration if you're going to Anaheim. And if you are a patron of TRB, good news. Uh, you're going to be able to watch it live on Patreon. Uh, so we're going to be streaming the podcast, uh, you know, internet willing uh, to our Patreon page. So you're going to get like pretty much the, the raw live event. And then, you know, after uh, once James ups the opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. we'll get like a produced version of it uh, for, for the public. But if you're a patron, that's a great time. Another reason to join our Patreon, which is already... Uh, really awesome so patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tier start at two bucks a month uh and you'll be able to watch if you can't go to celebration a lot of people are sad they can't go and everyone's talking about celebration it probably stinks and i we get that so we wanted to make it an opportunity for our patrons who can't go at least to watch it initially live and then we'll make it so that everybody can watch it at some point Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you are going get there because it's going to be a great time and then i have one other thing i guess we can we can tell everybody speaking of our shirts that james and i are wearing right now on friday at three o'clock 3:30. we don't know where what time are we doing it 3 30 3 30 friday at 3 30 at celebration may 27th we just decided this like, so that was like, i thought it was three that was like mean girls like you will stay here all night you can't hold them past three you will stay here till stay three till four, three. Or four. Yeah. Yeah. so 3 30 if you're going to celebration at the convention 3 30 we're gonna pick a, a, a once we get to scout it out we're gonna pick a spot at the convention to do a make solo to happen meetup so if you're going to celebration and you're going to be there Friday, either wear some gear, whether it's a Make Solo 2 Happen shirt or any solo related gear, or if you just want to bring your Make Solo 2 Happen shirt Mm -hmm. and roll it up and put it in your bag for the meetup, whatever you want to do, 3.30, we're going to do a meetup. And if you go to that uh, and be one of the first ones there just to make sure, you're going to get one of these for free, a Make Solo 2 Happen enamel pin. So let's celebrate 
our love for Solo. Let's take a picture. Let's hang out, talk about how amazing that movie is and hopefully make some more noise, you know, because it took them seven or eight years to make the Clone Wars come back. We still have an opportunity. Never tell us the odds. So, and Ron Howard of, and Lawrence Kasdan are there that day. So let's put that them. out in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell them. Tell Ron Howard. Ron Howard follows that that makes a little too happen Twitter account. He, Maybe he'll hear about it. He will know. He might not say anything. <laughs> he'll, know. he'll know. He'll hear about it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So three thirty for that. So obviously we have a lot going on, and keep it here with us for for more updates on our plans for Star Wars Celebration. But there's two big ones out of the way, and we also have some merch to reveal. A lot of stuff. So we're very excited. And, I have so uh, much stuff. I'm gonna busy. have to check maybe two bags to bring it. It's wild, wild stuff. <laughs> We went a little crazy um, for the past three years. We were like, let's make more stickers. That's true. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, let's get into giving our takes on some news. So, James, what's uh, what's happening? It's the resistance. Well, John, <laughs> Kenobi is happening. And... If you don't know that by now, not you, but like you, the understood you, listener, you, if you don't know that, uh, just look literally anywhere, like open, open web on your phone and you will see that Ewan McGregor is doing interviews and he's being asked one of three questions. Um, and also Hayden Christensen being asked one of two questions, which we'll get into. (laughs) It has to do about the suit, always about the suit. How do you feel oh, about the God. suit? How much did it weigh? Did did you feel like you looked good in black? Um, just always, always the same questions. But we're here to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, this specifically the Empire article. But we're kind of going to open it up a little bit to a lot of the things that have been coming down because uh, the press, uh, I don't want to say junket, like, but it was kind of like a press event, and the the floodgates have opened for Kenobi press now. So we are in the thick of it. Um, I'm just going to start with you on this one, John. Like, what has stuck out? What's what's the big thing coming from you from all of the news and little tidbits we're getting? We used to tease that, you know, uh, Hollywood Reporter had five stories or whatever made out of just a few little bits of information. But now everybody's doing that. Um, what, are, what are your takeaways? Yeah, it's it's um, it's I'm I'm like kind of uh, it's weird to say I'm tired of it. Um, because, and, and it's weird because you got to like compartmentalize this thing because here you have these, you know, for the most part of these printed interviews with a lot of these like very stock questions, not a lot of questions where you're, we're gathering anything like, wow, that is some insight that I did not know. A lot of them's like, yep, yeah, Right. Figured that, knew that. Like diehard mm-hmm. fans are seeing this stuff like you already knew that ten years ago, already knew that, knew that, knew that. Um the one thing I did like was the image that came out with Empire uh showing him holding the lightsaber. That was pretty cool. Um so it's him like now holding a lightsaber, which is very interesting, wearing like his sort of like tattooing sleep attire or whatever <laughs> his like little cave outfit or whatever. Um but in terms of like these, you know. I really wish for Star Wars, especially something like this, they got people who know Star Wars to ask questions because, man, you get Hayden Christensen finally back after 17 years and you're saying, was the suit heavy? That's what you're asking this guy? Are you kidding me right now? 
You can ask this guy so many questions. Did you channel, you know, Anakin's feelings towards Padme as you were Darth Vader? You know, how did you toe the line between leaving Anakin and becoming Darth Vader? Which, you know, you know, did you look into David Prowse's version and say, maybe I want to do a slightly younger version of that? Like, there's so many questions you can ask him to, like, get real tangible, valuable information. These people are like, so uh, that black suit, pretty hot, huh? Darth Vader? Is it Dark Vader or is it Darth Vader? Not sure. So it's just like frustrating seeing these reporters who clearly probably have never seen Star Wars getting to ask these actors these questions. I wish Star Wars fans, or at least people who have big outlets, get the Star Wars person in your room. I don't care if they're your main person. Get them in there to ask the questions. I mean, it's it's like, and they're all the same interview Ash over and over. Ash asks like, good questions. She doesn't do yeah, the softball exactly. questions. More, more yeah. of that. Right. So, you know, and you know, there's a lot of podcasts that would probably ask really good questions. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> um, anyway, I'm done with these slow leak, like one quote today, one quote tomorrow, all from the same interview that probably happened eight months ago. Um, we sort see of stuff. what you're doing, by the way. We know you're doing it for clicks and ads. We, we know yeah, that's doing. the that's the way it goes. But like, they haven't put out toys. There's no like you know fast food campaign tie-in. Like they could have done so many things that were like almost like a tribute to what they did with the Phantom Menace or or others or you know other things like that. There's none of that. All it is are these like these these magazines or whatever you want to call them. Now they're just online. Most of them. Uh, just like taking these interviews, cutting them up, and they were probably done last October and putting these snippets out. And they're all the same answer. They're stock answers. There's really not a lot to them, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And, and and it's I don't know what casual fans are reading these. So then you just have the diehard fans reading them like, yeah, I'm really not gathering too much from this. Like, how did it feel to come back after 20 years? Yeah. Like you and McGregor is like, that's Man, Jamie's I favorite just- question. Yeah. How does it feel, James, to see them asking, how does it feel all the time? I always, I I think it's funny and like, it's one of those things too. It's such an easy question because, um, like when I, when I did the band thing, I noticed when fans didn't have anything to say. And so they Mm. were like scrambling for something. So the, how does it feel or, or what was it like kind of questions? Um, they're kind of non questions that don't really require a tangible answer because you're not actually asking them anything. You're just kind of like, you don't know what to say. So you're like, keeping the conversation going. How does it feel going. to win the Super Bowl? Something. Yeah. It's and they terrible. can, they can literally <laughs> say anything they want. They could be like, and which honestly, 99 times out of a hundred, they're going to say, it feels great. Like, yeah. Like, and what does even great feel or what, what is great feeling feel like to you like describe great is what we're even getting at there but it's like mm-hmm. but people are satisfied with the answer like yeah it feels great you know oh i, I i'm really happy to do it like uh, this it's been wonderful you know kind of thing like these answers that don't really mean anything but i but to the defense of the marketing theme we are paying attention to every article and i think like a lot of people are like you know they're not reading total film but then they see something in Empire and they go, oh, cool. They're covering uh, Kenobi. That's neat. And they read it for the first time and they go, oh, that's interesting information. Sure. You know, kind of but thing. My, my point is do Why other not stuff. Do other stuff. 
because I think they know that people like us will figure it all out. Uh, no, but put out action figures. So when the family oh, goes yeah, to Target well, that, yeah. and they see six rows of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, they're like, oh my God, what is this? Uh, it, and that's like action figures in Star Wars go hand in hand. Like George Lucas what, like talked about the, the whole licensing and merchandising aspect of it. It's almost like Star Wars invented action figures. Like I, I know those figures probably existed before Star Wars, but Star Wars is like the action figure movie franchise and they're not putting anything out. I think the next mm. one comes out like a year from now. It's yeah, just it's kind of crazy. interesting that they didn't announce the, the figure with everything else on May the 4th. They announced it at night during Jimmy Kimmel, which is interesting because I guarantee you someone was like, hey, you can show this action figure during Jimmy Kimmel and Hasbro saw it as a great marketing opportunity, but it seems like oh, oftentimes that's what it's coming down to is it like these crazy marketing opportunities that people are like, oh, we're going to get so much press for this, not realizing the outcome of, but you, you're not selling any of these right now. Yeah. Like no are one's going to get this yeah. thing. I, I took right. that Hasbro thing as Hasbro not even having anything to do. I, that felt to me like Ewan was like, I hey, look what I just got in the mail. It's my Kenobi figure. And somebody at Hasbro might even be like, oh, we weren't supposed to reveal that, but okay, you know, kind of thing. It didn't have things in it. They definitely were no, meant to I, reveal it. I know that. I, I'm just saying yeah. I, it felt to me like it wasn't a it wasn't a thing like almost like they were still holding on to that information and but it took the, Ewan being like just got this in the mail and and where's the being cereal like, there you go where's the where's the happy meal where's the mcdonald's cups yeah, where's the, the Grogu cereal <laughs> uh, died, but you see I what know. i'm saying like there's nothing that i like when i think about the prequels and that's what they're trying to tap into the nostalgia of the prequels with the series because all they keep about. talking about is the prequels and like how it, they've come around and now it's the kids then or now the ones who have the voices now and stuff market it like you marketed the prequels get the action figures out there get the tie-ins with the food places the soda companies the doritos the chips and do all that stuff that's how you get the nostalgia and the vibe and the good feelings it doesn't necessarily mean you need to though i would say general audiences probably see that stuff more than a magazine that's now probably exclusively online. I don't even know if people are buying physical magazines anymore. And it's the same stuff. You could show me a quote from one of these interviews and be like, was it Entertainment Weekly, Total Film, Empire, Joe's Magazine? I'd be like, I have no idea. No clue. And it's just like, so excited to be back. I can't believe I'm back. It's been 17 years. I love Hayden. Uh, the suit's heavy. Uh, I forgot how to talk like Alec Guinness. Uh, Deborah Chow's great. Can't wait. You know what? Bing, you know, bing, you know bing, what they bing. do? They, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Burger King. If you're listening to this, you you, you take the Whopper, <laughs> you get rid of the bottom bun, you put another top bun on the bottom, you sell it as the Twin Buns Burger, and there you go. Twin buns. Yeah, twin buns. Gotcha. And it's a Kenobi yeah. tie-in. James, you've missed your calling working for fast food. Yeah. It's, get, he has a very strong passion. I, I for will it. say, get, I, I I don't want to say get ready because I don't know if Disney Plus is quite there like the movies normally are. But usually, when we get real close to to a release, they say they they start you start seeing the other tie-in commercials that are like a car driving, yeah. you know, and then like something Star Warsy happens or and then it whatever. Says Kenobi now on it, Disney Plus. in theaters on Disney only streaming on Disney Plus. Kind of thing like <laughs> 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 
Speaking of Disney, <laughs> this to- totally off topic. Do you guys get commercials for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Like, no. all the time. No. no. I don't see commercials for WandaVision, for Loki, for Moon Knight, mm-hmm. nothing. All, I barely see commercials for anything other than on Disney+. Plus. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, all the time. It's all my YouTube ads are. It's like, feels weird picking it up, kind of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> already skip an ad by this point. But it's the only commial they run. Can you imagine? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Not like this is the biggest feels weird picking it up it's <laughs> how it starts i know it like you know that that solo like dan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. doesn't it yeah. like for the argument can be made that this is the most hyped thing from star wars since the force awakens i'd agree i think yeah i think universally fans seem to all be pulling the same direction. There's no divisiveness heading into this. Everybody's it feels hyped very for this show. Yeah. Force Awakens E. Mandalorian mm-hmm. season Imagine two. Imagine when, when Force Awakens came out, they put out all the figures. We, we've talked about this recently. Mm-hmm. When Phantom Menace came out, Star Wars is back. Here's our brand new movie. This is, you're going to find out how Anakin became Darth Vader. Shelves of action figures. All right. Are retail stores not what they were then? Sure. Get them online. I also think nothing. Force Awakens kind of get nothing. burned by that too. They did I feel get so burned bad. by that. They put uh-huh. all those toys out and then they couldn't sell them and I think they like kind of burned. It was more Last Jedi than Phantom or Force Awakens. I think even Force yeah. Awakens because like, I mean, they had the one toy that like, th- like wasn't, he wasn't even in the movie, but um, Constable Zuvio. Yeah, but, uh, but that um, was the first toy they put out too. They're like, here's this guy. <laughs> Hammerhead, like who's the guy? I remember people <laughs> like, like people thought he was going to be like this big villain or something. He was just like nothing. That he was and stormtroopers were like the first things because I found a stormtrooper. Yeah. I remember a but, week prior. But, but you get what I'm saying, like Star Wars and merch, like marketing, like people like you. Know, you don't need that to market the, the thing, but it, it's all part of the experience of Star Wars. Like action mm-hmm. figures are a big part of the fabric of being mm-hmm. a Star Wars fan, and. You know, sell the posters. Why are they selling the posters? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, I feel like, remember in 40-Year-Old Virgin, I, I think I said this on one of our calls, when Jonah Hill's like, he goes to the, we sell it on eBay store, and he takes the item, and he's like, I have money, I want to give this to you. I'm going to pay, I'm going to give goes, you, you money for these boots. She's like, you can't, you can't buy that. That's how I feel about this stuff. I'm like, I, I have money. Shoes, I want to buy that and poster put and put it up on the freaking wall up here, and I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to have to get it like bootleg out of Thailand or something. I, I have no idea. I, so, I, it's just, it's wild that they're like, check out this amazing poster designed by, and they, they have the Twitter handle of the designer. They're all like, I'm so excited I got to do this. I'm like, where can I buy it? Oh, you can't buy it. Okay, that's cool. So what is it now, an NFT? Now I have to buy like a <laughs> non-friggable token or something, whatever these things are? I mean, come on. Speaking of posters. I just want posters, a poster on my wall. I, Fungible. <laughs> this Fungible. past week, I was laughing so hard. There is this account that redrew the poster. <laughs> it's the poster with Kenobi with like the little tiny Vader on the hill. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it looks like the Hunger Games poster with Katniss where she's up on the, the stone and she's looking up kind of like the Thor one. It's, it's like the a one generic... where Vader's doing everything he can to get the high ground now. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but it's got this big Kenobi in it, right? Yeah. Well, the person drew it where it's like a cliff and Vader's on it like, oh my gosh. And Kenobi's like... <laughs> Looking at little Vader. 
<laughs> oh, it made me laugh so hard because it's like literally a, a, like a translation into actual physical terms of what the poster is. Oh, oh man. I need to give them a shout out. I forget who it is. Carelipicare is their account. I'm sorry if I slaughtered that. It's over on my Twitter account if you want to see it. Good job, Carelipicare. <laughs> sorry, I, that's not. Also, what when is it comes to this too, like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be misunderstood like being angry about care, this because lip lip care. That's what it is. C A R E lip lip C A R E. Hmm, okay. I want to see it. funny. Um okay, I'm going to share it with you. The one the one thing though the flowers of tulip that that bothers me sometimes is when like so, you know, Sp- Spider-Man 3 is coming out, right? And then we get like one trailer and everybody's like losing their mind. And then we're going to get a second trailer and everybody's losing their mind when that second trailer comes out. And then everybody's like, now stop. They just need to stop. I'm sick of it. I'm done. That's stop John. showing me stuff. That's I know. This is what I'm saying. And I'm always like, what? There, there's always this thing that says, I don't even know why they're marketing it because it's not like they're gonna not going to make like X amount of dollars. You know, like everybody's going to go see that movie. And I'm like, oh, that's so stupid. You have to market stuff, man. The more that it's everywhere, the the more money you're gonna make. So it's like, it, it it's just it's crazy to me that people think that they should stop marketing Kenobi. You know, and I I know you're saying do different stuff, John. That's not your point here, but we are tagging or ragging on the fact that it's the same stuff over and over. But it's like I think they have a plan, and they're just trying to take that little bit of information and put that everywhere you know kind of thing and we're tired of seeing of it seeing it but i do understand what they're doing i do think i actually have just something to I'm say about these attention. articles oh oh well, yeah i mean what <laughs> we've been going back and forth about marketing stuff but with the total film stuff we haven't really discussed um or not sorry The Empire stuff Mm -hmm. uh, is the photos they released. So, yeah, the interviews haven't been great, but I think the photos for me were super interesting from Obi-Wan Kenobi walking through the market, which is really cool. But even more interesting to me was the Reva picture because it seems like to me. Yeah, it seems like to me, James, what you said last episode tends to be true, which is she seems to be on the fence of hunting him down or doing the right thing. Or is she doing the right thing? Because in this image she looks concerned she looks like she's being yelled at wasn't there a voice where we we expected that it was or uh we thought it was uh the grand inquisitor it could have been him it could have been him talking Mm -hmm. to her like you want to find him he's gone let it go kind of thing yeah totally I think there's something here where so she has this er like inner turmoil thing and obviously as we've seen recently with all the press tours in europe and germany berlin and london she's with them like they're pushing her hard on this press tour so it's interesting to see that she's gonna have definitely a bigger part in the show than i even initially thought i thought she was gonna have a great part but like it seems like it's a very important role yeah yeah my speculation on it is that she is sort of on the side getting direct orders from Vader to do his bidding. And he's saying, I want Kenobi. I don't care about the other Jedi. Get him, kill him, or bring him to me. Where the other ones are like, we got to find all the Jedi. The Emperor's saying we have to go get all the Jedi. Yeah. 
Uh, and Vader's like, it. you are my, and that's why she's like the one they're all showcasing. And, and I'm pretty work, sure. Yeah, she's probably mm. working secretly too. So like, he's like, don't right. let them know that you're doing this type thing. And that's why she's saying you can't get, like in the trailer, she's like, you can't escape him. She's talking about Vader. <laughs> what if she's talking right. about the Inquisitor and we're all like, oh, that's a letdown. <laughs> well, <laughs> like they try to make yeah, the no, Grand right. Inquisitor like the guy for this. But, and we're like, Vader should be the guy. But no, as far I as I understand it, I think I agree, she... But. She was she was created for this series. Yeah. There's no precedent with the third sister, Reva. Or she Reva. looks so awesome, though. I'm I think I'm most hyped for her character just to see what she does. I think what sold me on her was her screaming in that trailer. Yes, that I was like, that's some legit. She stuff sold right me there. from the moment she like on Instagram showed her lightsaber skills. Which, by the way, I don't yeah. know if you remember, oh, yes. it was a blue yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I, I think that's I think that's what we got going on here because she's created for this show so they don't have to worry about implications of well but in this comic she wasn't she didn't know Vader she's or Ray's mom like, right she's Ray's mom right <laughs> she yeah she's uh, Kenobi's daughter like the whole thing yeah. but um I, I like they don't have to have any limitations with this character so they can do whatever they want with her and be like yeah she so. Have her work for Vader. Then you you can also... That's also like planting the seed of the rift between Palpatine and Vader a little bit. Jockeying for power. Like Vader already probably thinking like, I can overthrow the Emperor stuff. This is before he even knows he has a son that's still alive, you know? And then use her and that adds, you know, more conflict on the dark side element of things. And for a show that we know where most of these characters end up, it adds this, ooh, what is this? What's going to happen with this freshness to it? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, necessary in a in a prequel type of show like this where we know how Obi-Wan's story goes, Owen, Beru, Anakin, Vader, uh, all of them. So having, her, and uh, the Grand Inquisitor, we know how he dies. So it's just like, mm-hmm. with her, it's like, let's see what she's all about. So I don't think it's going to be one of those, she's a mole where she wants to be a good guy yeah i, I think don't think so either but Vader's, there is some type of like, conflict in this mm-hmm. image and that's what caught my eyes i was like oh she's yeah. being yelled at here <laughs> she's being- so they may be like you need to the emperor said we have to find all the jedi not just this one you're obsessed with or what the mm. one darth vader's mm-hmm. obsessed with she's gonna be like uh, I, no, bro. I gotta find. <laughs> I like yeah, I right. like that theory, and I think it it makes more sense than the one that I was thinking. But I'll throw it out there just because I was I was maybe thinking that she potentially had beef against Kenobi personally for, and I'm pulling that story from the Grand Inquisitor having beef with Jocasta New. Like he hated her, and as soon as he became an Inquisitor, he went after her. He's like, I'm gonna kill her because I I, I very much dislike how she treated me. Um, so mm-hmm. there was like a personal beef uh, mm. with that particular person. And so that may be why she could be seeking after him. Um, but I, I do like this idea that she's like being called on by Vader, like specifically kind of noted as as someone that maybe he would like, maybe this is in a weird way, kind of like a replacement for Starkiller kind of thing. Like, right. like he's not really pulling her out of yeah. the inquisitorious program because Palpatine would know, but maybe he is having these conversations with her privately. Um, exactly. And and I don't know. I mean, I still think there's room for for uh, like Starkiller, that kind of like story of him having this secret apprentice. Um, I don't know when when they would ever do that, but you know, there, the, it's it's a good story, and I think fans drew to it. Um, but interestingly, I found out that do you know that uh, 
Did you know that Starkiller and Ahsoka were revealed the same week, the same month? What like, do you mean? The, the Clone Wars movie came out the same month that Force, uh, The Force Unleashed came out. Oh, I didn't both, realize that. Both apprentices of Anakin Skywalker, Light and Dark, were revealed the same month. Oh, Interesting. yeah. Yeah, fall of 2008. Yeah. Interesting. Just that's kind cool. of a fun fact. I was like, that's wild, man. When I think about those yeah, two right? as like who they are and what they stand for and how they kind of like mm -hmm. legends canon sort of shadow each other. It's like mm -hmm. interesting. Like I can't believe that fell in like that. But um yeah, Kenobi's Kenobi's coming up. It is getting closer and closer. Uh keep your eyes out on literally anywhere, your internet browser, and you'll be seeing new news about it most likely. But you know where to go to get all of the news aggregated for you. That's uh StarWarsNewsNet.com. Um, and some, yeah, we have some some scoops too, and a lot of reviews and a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we got some other stories here though, and this is what John was alluding to at the top that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the movies. Bryce Dallas Howard was uh, kind of asked recently about you know her involvement in uh, the shows and 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 Ahsoka and other sort of things. Like she's been working on this, and then she was involved like with her father who did Solo and all this. And the question came up, um, hey. Uh, you know, what character storyline would it take for you to accept a Star Wars thing? And her response is, and I'm quoting, oh, my goodness, I think it would just take someone asking me. So she, uh, in, that, in that way, is saying, it doesn't matter. Like, Star Wars, anything. If they ask me to do a movie, I don't care if they're handing me this anything, I would do it. Um, mm -hmm. So this is, I think... Um, kind of that first step in her being like i i'm available or Star she Wars. already is in in the works of doing something yes that too i was gonna say it is po i was gonna let us kind of speculate on that possibility but you're exactly mm -hmm. right is this could be the question where she is is already now starting to acknowledge like ewan has been saying like i've known for a long time i was doing kenobi and i had to say well if they wanted to ask me i'd be glad to do it you know kind of thing and he just kind of had to put the face on for a while and lie um this could be the this could be like what we're looking back at years from now and being like oh she knew she knew at this point they already gave her um rogue squadron or <laughs> <laughs> whatever right right yeah. yeah um john did you have a did you have a thought on bryce dallas howard uh her openness to doing the films yeah i mean it you know runs in the family i think she feels in honor of carrying on the legacy set forth by her father who also started as an actor and you know he has very close ties to george lucas as we've talked about many times dating back to american graffiti 1973 so here we are 50 years later and you have bryce dallas howard about to direct her first feature film she's doing the remake of flight of the navigator for disney um so it'll be interesting to see how that goes Maybe there's already buzz, uh, you know, it's in pre-production. So maybe there's, you know, already buzz about how she's operating in that realm. There's no way she's doing... not using the volume. Oh, yeah. You have oh, to I'm think. sure they're using. Yeah, I'm sure they're using all, all sorts of things. I mean, I don't know if it's been revealed where that movie's being filmed. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's certainly a possibility. But the, the, the point being like that is one of those things where. She's already under the family umbrella. She's already directed Star Wars. You know, people have been pleasantly surprised by what she did with her stuff uh, in Mandalorian. And then Book of Boba Fett, a lot of people were saying that was probably the best episode of that series. 
Uh, she even joked about how she loved the fact that, yeah, Boba Fett wasn't in that, but John and Dave like to do a lot of wild things. And she's very good. She's very like her father in uh, tackling questions that could put her in a situation to say something derisive or controversial and putting just this nice spin on it. Mm-hmm. She's very good at doing that. And Ron like Howard's like the master of doing it. It looked like she had more to say too when asked about that, that, uh, Mandalorian thing because her quote at the end there is it was just so it was great <laughs> like there's like mm-hmm. she wants to say more Could about be. it but she thought it just I'll it, just it was, I, I love Mando that's what she said I'll just say this her her ta- her talents are proven she now has a track record she knows how to direct Star Wars I've I liked all the Star Wars stuff she's done already I, I feel like she even took a big step forward with her big, book of Boba Fett episode that felt cinematic to me that felt big. Um, that that whole ring location uh, uh, where he met the armorer and stuff, that felt like big time Star Wars the stuff. The long I take really... from the elevator around the table and then back to the elevator was perfection. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the whole element of it felt like a climactic type of setting for a Star Wars film uh, alone. And she's clearly on board with it um she they trust her to be doing these big things because that was a very big episode for the book of boba fett no question um and now she's taking the next step they're giving her a feature film a remake of a movie that came out in the 80s um i'm sure it'll be successful i'm sure she'll do a great job and that could you know springboard her into maybe uh, an upcoming star wars project so Mm -hmm. i'm all for it i like that she's all for it if it's a solo thing cool if not it doesn't matter i think she's very talented so uh, I like hearing that. I like hearing people, even if it's someone who's not, ha- that doesn't have the longest, more most extensive resume, wanting to direct the Star Wars movie. She's not afraid of it, whereas some people seem to be shying away from them because, you know, it's been well documented, the production troubles they're having with some of these movies. Rogue Squadron right now, there's a lot of, a lot of buzz from really big, uh, people on the inside of uh, the media spectrum of covering these movies and stuff like that saying like Rogue Squadron's in big trouble. So Star Wars has been struggling to anything that JJ and and Ryan Johnson aren't doing. They've been struggling getting that stuff off the ground. Um, Rogue, Rogue One had its problems. Solo had its problems. And she's like, give it to me. I want to do it. I love that confidence. So I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, Lacey BDH. BDH. What? Bryce Dallas oh. Howard. Question mark. <laughs> For a second, I was like, is that some hip term I'm unaware of? I'm not hip anymore. Apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love for her to do a Star Wars movie. I think I'm with every single other Star Wars fan. I think we're all collectively screaming this into the void. I think that's why it was brought up in this interview to begin with. It's because everybody is in there, you know, sister, brother, mother, mother, cousin, whatever, has been saying that they want Bryce Dallas Howard to do a Star Wars movie. I think she would be perfect for it i think she has the passion for it um and like i said before when when john was bringing up the her episode for the book of boba fett i wasn't the biggest fan of the episode sanctuary and it's not due to her filmmaking i just wasn't a big fan of that storyline in that that episode it wasn't my favorite um but her episode was my favorite episode in book of boba fett which is funny Mm -hmm. because in the article she talks about how it's you know he's not in it really Mm -hmm. um I just thought she was so great and I and like John said every time you hear her speak about things she's just so happy to be there. And for me that just goes so much farther with 
the care that goes into these projects. Um, I don't think anybody that's involved in Star Wars doesn't care. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that with anything that you care about so much, like we do, to see it then reciprocated from the other side of the screen is just such a lovely feeling. And I feel that Bryce is going to bring that to whatever she works on with Star Wars. And she has talked about how her life has kind of revolved around it with George Lucas and visiting Phantom Menace set and, you know, being friends with Natalie Portman and all this stuff. Like, I feel like she's come full circle from being, you know, the kid that was experiencing it and getting uh, toys for Christmas from George to being on sets to doing a couple episodes. Now she's doing even more stuff and she's doing documentaries and, uh, you know, just coming full circle to, hey, I want to do this movie. Just ask me. To me, it kind of felt like a wink. Like it was just like, oh, yeah, someone just has to ask me like that. Someone. There's no way that it hasn't come up at some point of, hey, would you be interested in doing more? The question is, will we see this be announced at Celebration that she's doing something? Will we get more input into what her future is in a galaxy far, far away at Celebration? Because I could see that happening. I could see them totally be playing this up. I could see that even being maybe that was the pitch for this article, so to speak, in the sense that. Hey, yes, she was being interviewed about Jurassic World, but maybe rumblings are already happening that we don't know about of, hey, she is involved in something. And I would love for it to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can add too much that you guys have already. And there's there's tons of news. So I just want to move on pretty quickly. Sure. But I, I do think that um, Bryce Dallas Howard would be a fine pick. I think like I, I'm not really sure how it lines up with the way that they have been picking their movie directors, um, right. which is like to me, it was always it was like, oh, we see what Marvel's doing over there. But Force Awakens big. It's going to be big. So we're going to get a big director for that. But after that, we're going to do the Marvel thing. We're going to go for like who we think would be really good. And we're going to have these indie directors and stuff. And then like mm-hmm. Last Jedi came out and it was like, whoa, like weird, like kind of miss thing. And then they immediately after that, they were like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. And it was like all big people from that point on. JJ back and um, Benioff and Wise to handle like that property and like Kevin Feige and like Taika Waititi and and, uh, Patty Jenkins. Like everybody from that point on has been like the best pick, the hottest, biggest director possible. Um, So... Unless they they give us one of these weird, uh, weird f- official announcements, I think that smaller trusted knows how to do this thing because here's some evidence, some smaller evidence over here. That's kind of off the table. But I mean, I'm for it. I think I, I see what you're it. saying. The pattern doesn't match what we're. Yeah, wanting. it seems like right now when they think movie, they think it has to be. Uh, a Zack Snyder type. It has to be sure, like a, an sure. A-list, 100%. They're going to nail this, slam it out of the park, no questions asked. Uh, we're not taking risks. Can um, I actually introduce the next story? Because I have a question for you, James. Oh, let's go for it. So the next story is Michael, Michael Waldron talking about working on his Kevin Feige-produced Star Wars film. Now, he did Loki, which we all know, and he also wrote <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, James has often talked about on the show about how these certain people have been involved in one project, which is critically acclaimed, everyone loves. Then they do a second project, 
which people aren't really big fans of. And then they end up doing a Star Wars. <laughs> and so here's another one that falls into that trap, James. So I wanted to start with you with how are you feeling that he did Loki, which everyone loved. Now everyone is not loving Doctor Strange. People are, have very big thoughts about it from the violence to the choices that were made with the characters to all this other stuff. It's been very interesting to watch online. Now, I'm going to admit I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, I haven't been. I think the first time I'm going back to a movie theater, honestly, guys, is with John and James in California. Nice. I'm seeing Top Gun. It's the first time I've been to a movie in three years. So Great. might as well make Which, it the, the best way, one. Everybody's saying Top Gun is like everyone loves it. People yeah, are like yeah, crying yeah. and stuff in that movie. But with multiverse, it's Tr been a Tron very Legacy director. Boom. <laughs> very strong reaction. Some positive, but mostly negative from what I've seen. So I wanted to know what you thought. Really? Like, is he falling? Yeah. Is he I, falling I, into I've, that? I've gotten the vibe too. I haven't been paying too close to attention to it, but mm -hmm. it does seem to me like I was seeing people that saying not MCU's greatest by It was means. messy yeah. is what people said. Like yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. messy. Or like, yeah. uh, like it could have been, it had potential and just didn't land. Um, my, my first thought on it, initially is that's a good point but also i would think he's the writer so at the end of the day like i think they could be like oh he wrote the first script and you know we, we had somebody else punch it up or we had somebody like i don't think you're gonna see like a page one rewrite announcement or anything like that uh because i don't think they need to put i don't think they need to make it public that that guy that wrote dr strange not involved at all you know i don't think like they would for um some of these other ones like for instance and i just feel like it's been totally directors a lot that have yeah. had that issue right like patty Correct. and colin trevorrow have had that issue but where i they think do that's one because they're the directors uh, so i okay. think with michael waldron being the writer from the mm -hmm. from the people who brought you or written by or something like that they're they're all they're gonna say is like they're going to say from the people that wrote Loki or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and Sam they don't Raimi have to is the put one the bad ones in. Right. Sam Raimi is the one that's getting most of the flack for. If Sam Raimi was was doing a Star Wars film, mm -hmm. then we're having then we have a discussion <laughs> right now. That's that's I think the difference is right. between Michael Waldron writing and take giving that handing that off and let somebody else um direct what was written on the page like i think michael waldron could be like theoretically he could be like it wasn't me yeah, creative choices were made yeah. on my script yeah yes. yeah yeah so well, that, he brings that up too which is important you know okay great mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go ahead john yeah. well because well and and i don't know like i'm not the biggest rotten tomatoes guy audience score for uh dr strange and the thing of things is 87 <laughs> percent the for, thing of things it's a long title. Uh, it's 87% for audience, 75% critic, you know, what, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did hear a lot of uh, stuff thrown about Sam Raimi and that he, it's, it's, it's very Sam Raimi-ish when he's known for doing some, you know, horror stuff back in the day. That was sort of where he um, came from, his roots with Evil Dead and that sort of stuff. I think people were expecting Spider-Man and they didn't get Spider-Man. <laughs> possibly, yeah. But in, in terms of Michael Waldron, like he doesn't, again, they, we, we got another person here that doesn't really have a long resume. Um, you know, Rick and Morty, Loki, uh, he did a short, then uh, he wrote a couple episodes for another TV series, then it's Doctor Strange and uh, this Kevin Feige Star Wars. That's it. Mm. And 
So his first feature film that he wrote is Doctor Strange. And in his interview, he was saying like, he opened up a little bit about the Star Wars thing. And I think it's almost kind of like his way of protecting the product that's currently out trying to make money while also saying, wink, wink, uh, I had some restrictions as I was writing that movie because it's in the Marvel space and it has to fit the story they're connecting. So he said, you know, I'm finally into writing this Star Wars movie in earnest. I'm writing away. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying having the freedom on that to do something that's not necessarily a sequel or Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. It may have a little bit less of a, well, it just doesn't have a bunch of TV shows and movies that you're servicing on top of it. The way I did with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Well, That's Doctor exact, Strange, exact it was Spider-Man played into that. WandaVision yeah, played, right. like all these things kind of stuck into it. Yeah, It has to be tough to, to be a writer and be like, man, I, I, I want to take this character here. And they're like, you can't because he's already going to be in this movie. They walked so, you in know. with those textbooks, slammed it on the desk and was like, okay, you have to include all of this into your script. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you, if you, you take a kid and you're like, we're going to put this jigsaw puzzle together. We completed the whole outside you can put those three pieces right there in the middle. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to do the whole puzzle. No, you can't. That's already that's already done. Yeah. yeah Where with yeah. and but what it, what you know in in his quote, which maybe he didn't realize he wasn't supposed to reveal because you know how Star Wars is. Oh, shut your mouth or you're fired. Is <laughs> um maybe maybe not. But he's kind of saying that this is not a sequel. So this isn't something that's going to happen after episode nine. We can cross that off. So Feige's not doing that. Which is he's exciting. Kick- We've been waiting yeah. for new. That's cool. He's not kickstarting the new thing. He's not nothing tied to Mando or any of the existing shows because he said it's not beholden to anything that exists on TV or other movies. So this is something that is standing on its own. Now, whether that means it takes place around those eras or not, or they're finally doing maybe Old Republic stuff, who knows? But he let it slip that this is nothing tied to anything that's currently happening with Star Wars. So that makes me think like Acolyte, but even more so because Acolyte is still has to match up to the end of the High Republic. He's, it seems like he's pretty free in what he could do here. And what makes me confident as always is because obviously you have Kevin Feige involved producing this thing. So this movie is not, this movie is going to happen and it's probably not going to have, knock on wood, trouble. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he does. He deserves the opportunity Um to show us what he can do with a feature film not trapped in the Marvel model or the continuity. Uh, and and uh, let's see what he can do. Yep, yep, yep. Because Loki Loki was good, though. I'll say, you know, I really enjoyed Loki. I loved lot, Loki. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go rewatch it. I mean, I... I, I get being handcuffed, absolutely. I think the the weird thing... Like, <clears throat> sometimes I, I go to the defense of, like, well... I think that canon should be canon though, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I want them to write a story that works. So oh, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying he's restricted on what he's allowed to do from a writing standpoint. But then in that case, somebody would be like, okay, yeah, your canon is true. Like they didn't break the rules, but it doesn't work as a story. It's not good. You don't have anywhere to take this character because he's handcuffed. He, to this story that we've already told and this other one that's coming up. So, you know, kind of one of those things. It's probably similar to what, like, Joby Harold had to do with Kenobi. It's mm-hmm. like, can I have him do this? And story group's like, nah, man, because blank here and blank there. Yeah. No, can Vader do this in this series? Nope. Because of that. Like, yeah. But that's but that's the thing is, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm okay with that when it comes to Star Wars. 
specifically is that I'm, I'm okay when I, cause I would read, oh, I yeah. like all star Wars and, stories. So they're gonna, I don't feel and, like and they're this, really going to like handcuff me. No, I agree. And in this instance, he's saying that's not even going to be a factor. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got another story here about, uh, this and it's kind of loose, but it, it, we kind of want to touch on it very specifically. Uh, it's the, it kind of wraps in with what we were talking about with the Obi-Wan Kenobi coverage. The Hayden Christensen kind of saying that the the duels are going to be in line with the fighting style of the prequels. Like, I feel like I can zip through this really quickly. That to me is a no brainer, like no duh. Uh, because I think like movies and and the and what people want to see on screen uh changes just over time. So because the prequels were the prequels were action oriented because they could shoot it. They had the budget to shoot it. They had the ability to tell that story. So they told that story and the same applies nowadays. Like it wouldn't make any sense to shoot the sequel trilogy and have Kylo and Ray, you know, be like testing each other. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's not what audiences want to see when they go to see the movies. So when I saw the question and I saw him answer, it's like, well, they're going to be more in line. I was like, oh, I mean, by like stretch of imagination, you could say, well, they could have Darth Vader be like really slow and boom, just like really powerful and stuff. But and that would be kind of original trilogy esque. But I was like, but I never in my wildest <laughs> mind did they think they weren't going to do that. You know, they were going to mm-hmm. have him be in the suit but still fighting like kind of like Anakin. I a heavy imagine. suit, mind you. <laughs> a heavy suit, mind you. Um, yeah, did you guys have any thoughts on this, uh, uh, John, Lacey? No, but I do want to note that I'm enjoying so far in the press tours that Obi-Wan, a.k.a. Ewan, is wearing blue, and they have Hayden wearing black everything. Yeah. But also, Moses is wearing like hot pink <laughs> and green. I, lo- I love it. I, I mean, it's cool, but I'm like, what, what, what is, what does that mean? You know, I, I think like, she's just wearing mean? fashionable stuff. Whereas I think the be. stylists for Ewan and Hayden were very much like, okay, we're going to dress him in black because he's Vader, and we're going to dress Ewan in kind of blues because he's seen in blue at first, and like he's the good guy. Well, but I definitely think the Hayden thing is very specific. Like he is oh, black well, it looks from just head like to the bodysuit. Yeah. But, yeah. but 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 pink is. When red starts to turn into white, like when you bleed a lightsaber crystal. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, you were the guys one saying she's having conflict, and she could, uh, uh, she could save herself. Oh, I don't think she's going to save herself. I'm well, just saying. Having I'm just saying she or... could. Yeah, mm. whatever. Anyway, that mi- that's pink. She's wearing pink, guys. John, I. This is the only thing that makes me nervous so far about the Kenobi series, but <laughs> I do because I, the, aside from the Duel of Fate stuff, a lot of the lightsaber duels in the prequels were, uh, it a was like watching, shing, 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 it was like shing. watching Star Wars on ice as though like they were like, you know, doing like a dance and uh, like George overly Lucas choreographed even, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like you saw like, and they could say like, well, he predicted the move because of the force. It's like, no, they predicted it because it was very choreographed um, as all of the fights are, but there's a way to also make them look raw. Like in, in episode nine, when Ray's like flexing her hand because it's cramped because she's been fighting this guy for, for however long. That's actually I like because that rawness. Adam actually hit her hand. So, um, but in terms of, you know, George had to add dialogue 
in reshoots because he realized I had these guys fighting, these two brothers fighting for 30 minutes and they didn't say a word to each other. <laughs> it's like I had to add dialogue. I liked the, like, I see the fighting in the prequels as like Ye- um, Jaeger bombs and I see like the, the, the lightsaber duels in the original trilogy like a nice glass of bourbon or something, like the slow burn. And I think the sequels got it, like married the two and you had a lot of cool stuff, but also the intimacy, like the talking to each other. Like I, that's a good part that the part of the lightsaber duels I like are when they're speaking to each other and you're getting a character interaction as opposed to just bang, 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 bang. It's just like, come on. But I do trust Deborah Chow. I think she is a very smart director and she will know what to do with those moments to not make it so just like let's be as physically ridiculous as possible Mm. like reel it in maybe have the healthy blend between the prequel chaos fighting and the slow more cadenced fighting of the original trilogy um and 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 find like a a marriage there so that when you see episode three then you see kenobi Mm. then you see a new hope you're like okay that transitions it makes sort of sense but when when hayden was like it's very much like our prequel fighting i was like but but yeah but but don't also mistake that i think you're totally right that like the people who are involved who are choreographing it stuff are doing it right i think when asked this question hayden christensen is like he's thinking about like what he did then he's thinking about in the past what he did and then he's thinking about like the last time vader fought kenobi in a new hope he's like it it, literally anything's going to be like more like the prequels like (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah. it's going to be more like the prequels. And people are saying, oh, it's going to be like the it's going to be like the prequels. Like we, we look at that exactly that style. I think he's just loosely saying like, no, it's more it's more like what we did before than that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that I think it's as simple as that. So not not he's, I don't think he's saying anything specific. Um, but then again, yeah. hey, our YouTube speculation is wrong. According to Ewan McGregor, he went he went on record to say he watches the YouTube videos and they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, we do have one other quick thing too. If you're interested in Ahsoka, um, you know, reportedly, uh, they're they're they've cast uh, Matthew Law. Uh, if you want to look into him, um, this particular story is sort of one of those like rumored things, kind of loose rumors that came from um, Daniel RPK, if you know him. I think I think he's kind of known for Marvel stuff, but he, he breaks stuff every once in a while. He's kind of a hit or miss. He put this on his, uh, his Patreon for the people that follow him, uh, not to plug him or anything like that, but then, you know, it kind of leaked out from there that, you know, he's been hearing this. So uh, I don't know if you're interested in uh, Matthew Law from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is what he's known for, but he may or may not be casting Ahsoka. So check that out. Uh, if you're interested in that. And that is actually going to wrap up Resistance Report this week. Uh, we do have another segment coming up. Uh, what, what's that, Lacey? What are we doing? All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video on YouTube, comment, subscribe, follow us on all, all the different 
audio apps from Spotify to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, please. It helps us yeah. rank as well as just gives us feedback on the show. We like to hear from you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more than that, you want to get involved in the community and support what we're doing here um, and what we love to do, which is produce Star Wars content, you can head over to <laughs> patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $2 a month. That's right, $2. Uh, you get to be a part of the community 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 <laughs> and uh support us in what we're doing uh you get exclusive videos every week you get live streams and much more this is part of the show where our generals and our spice runners get to be a part of the show we ask them a question they give us an answer we talk about it uh but before we get there we're gonna say thank you to those people so thank you to our generals of the community <laughs> <laughs> i get it uh <laughs> Uh, all right. Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Frank Grande, Frank Grande. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales. You know, it's like, it's like the apples and bananas song. That's what I'm thinking right now. Darth Hurricane? Christian, <laughs> Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much for being generals. And our spicy spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Tom Hennes- Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Thank you guys so yes, much. We're you. so excited to see you thank at you. our spice runner dinner at Celebration. Um, so this week we have one of our spice runners, Ryan Wara. What up, Ryan? And we asked him, celebration is around the corner. And the biggest panel of that week will be the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase. What is your best guess as to something we might learn about at the panel? And what is one thing you hope, all in caps, hope they reveal at the panel? Ryan, take it away. Hey, guys. Uh, celebration is right around the corner and I am so excited. I got my itinerary set. I got my gear. I got my checklist. Thanks for that episode was fantastic. Um, panel, huge panel on the first day. Um, really looking forward to learning a little bit more about Andor. maybe we'll see some rogue squadron. Uh, I think we're going to learn a little bit and I hope we learn a little bit more about acolyte. Um, that's coming down the pipe. It's, uh, kind of the most mysterious, I think. And I'm really excited to find out what we're going to learn uh, from a dark side kind of perspective. Um, Kenobi is about to drop. Everybody's jacked about that, uh, me included. I'm really looking forward to Andor. I want to see an Andor trailer. I want to know everything there is to know about Andor. I love the rebellion. There goes the dark saber. That's my time. Thanks, guys. And I will see you in Anaheim. Well done, Ryan. Excellent answer. Very interesting. John, what'd you think? Uh, first of all, I thought it was adorable that you actually set a timer for yourself. And you said, <laughs> oh, that's my time. Like, it was like you're a comedian and someone gave you the flashlight. Like, that's enough, pal. Let's go. Wrap, wrap it up. It up. Music. <laughs> no, but I like what you're saying. I do like your optimism about Rogue Squadron with all the buzz that's going around about its struggles. So I think that would be cool to get something about that. But hearing you talk about Andor, you know, we've said on the podcast recently, that's sort of like the project flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might steal the show at Celebration because people aren't expecting it. Um, so I'm with you on that. So I think that is a, a really good answer. Um, and thanks for the kind words about our, our prep episode. Uh, I know there's been a bunch coming out since, but, but I'm glad that you took... Uh, some cool stuff from ours. 
Um, and a lot of things you were saying just get me excited with how close we are, man. You know, we are just a, you know a little over a week away. Uh, so I'm very excited to see you. Uh, go to th- have our dinner with the spice runners and and uh, see you at our at our event and and uh, at other meetups and stuff. But it's gonna be a great time. So um, you talking about uh, Andrew has got me even more hyped. And I know you know you added a bunch of other stuff here, but I'm gonna hand it off. Uh, but great job, crystal clear picture as well. So whatever kind of ring light you got, <laughs> stellar work, James. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think I think you're I think you're dead on. It, other than one thing, and maybe this is just my own thing, like the acolyte thing i'm starting to get scared i think it depends on whether we're getting celebration next year or if we're getting it like two years or whatever because if we're getting one next year i think they're i think they're like we're using this year to promote everything this calendar year and we're not we're not shooting anything because acolyte or uh or whatever's coming out that next year i think they they could hold that thing and they know that they're doing that show or whatever so i'm starting to get a little nervous on some of those things that are coming next year um but anything that's happening this year i'm i think you're you're dead on that and rogue squadron you know kind of included in that um even though i i know it is later but I, I think that it's a movie and I think movies are a little elevated. So, um, but yeah, that's good. And a, a good pod race. And thanks for being a patron. Yeah. Ryan, thanks for being a part of the community. We really appreciate you. We loved your answer. I loved your answer. Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think we're going to get a ton of stuff at celebration. It has been three years since they had celebration. Uh, three years that the world's been a crazy place that movies have been, <sighs> in a crazy spot. Uh, Disney Plus has taken over in a way we never could have imagined. I think Star Wars is at a very good point right now where they need to give updates on everything. Like, all the stuff that's going on, including stuff that we don't know about yet. Um, The big thing that keeps kind of staring at me is that the panel is 90 minutes. And I don't know if you guys have ever given presentations in school, but the fact that someone Mm -hmm. would be like, hey, you have to do a five-minute presentation, you'd be like, my god five minutes that is so much time to fill in so think about that it's 90 minutes so what are they going to do for 90 minutes thumbs are going to fall off from tweeting so much yeah mine uh yeah so i think we're going to get a lot a lot a lot because if they're following the model that disney has done for d23 which those panels have been 90 minutes where they do the showcase panels and um they talk about you know, the different animation projects coming up. They do an animated one and then a live action one. And then they talk about all the different stuff coming up for Disney and they show glimpses of things you've never seen before. They showed us, I think, in D23, the sketches of the the princess scene from Wreck-It Ralph with all the Disney princesses oh, yeah, together yeah. is what they showed us like way early on. Um, mm-hmm. They had the clip from The Rock announcing Jungle Cruise and all this other stuff. I think they're going to announce a lot in that panel. I don't think any of us are ready for what they're going to announce Jungle in that Cruise showcase too? panel. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got like five minutes. Hasn't that already been announced? Mike? I don't think so. I don't know. I have no idea. But the joke think- was that it's not Star Wars. <laughs> right. That's that's the ultimate joke. But um, you know, from my own behind the scenes rumblings, uh, the panel was initially <sighs> called the Walt Disney Showcase, Studio Showcase. So they've changed it to Lucasfilm, but why would they do that if it was the Walt Disney one, which is what they call the one at D23? So that's why I'm thinking it's very similar. Mm. But yeah, good answer. Back to you, John. All right. Well, we don't have time for anything else. 
<laughs> yeah. Actually, can I have one minute? Yeah. Oh. My one minute is to let everybody know that's not going to Celebration, that we will be doing contests, including giving away some of our exclusive stuff that we're giving away at Celebration online. Sure. I know people have been asking, like, hey, what about the people that aren't going? Don't worry. We've said it before. We're going to say it again. We are going to do kind of like FOMO giveaways, fear of missing out giveaways during the week that we're there, including we're going to pick up some exclusives at the show that you can uh, win online from us. We want to make sure that you feel like you're there. So we didn't mention that at the top. So I wanted to drop it in here. We'll have more details next week. Yeah. I was thinking about it. We're thinking about everybody. That's Mm -hmm. what we do here. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Um, all right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We appreciate it very much. Um, in addition to everything we said on this episode, uh, also just spread the word to your friends who like Star Wars. Uh, if you're at Celebration and podcasts come up or whatever, just be like, hey, check out Resistance Broadcast. They're pretty cool. Nice people. They like Star Wars. Check them out. Appreciate that. Um, make sure you're going to Star Wars News Net for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, and uh, store.resistancebroadcast.com. Do you want to buy some gear and uh, pay for uh, really expensive shipping? You can get some stuff delivered in time for celebration. <laughs> uh, but if you just want regular shipping and just want one, some of our gear, go there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at starwarsnewsnet.com. And uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies, uh, next Monday, we're putting out our Top Gun episode. Just in time for me to see the second one with these two over mm-hmm. here. John uh, begged so that- us to go. Please, guys. You- Imagine he the reviews are bad. I would still go and you guys would be like, no, nah, <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> John was um, like, please, I know you're going to be tired, but the time they have a fan event. <laughs> and it's got the reclining chairs, which I've never, I don't know that I've done that at a movie. So I'm very curious to see what that's We were like. timing out from You've like dinner You've never done reclining chairs at a movie? Our theater in Danbury, like we it joke about how awesome it is. World famous AMC in Danbury. It does not. Yes, it does. The Dolby Theater has recliners in it. I saw Avengers in there. I, mm, I, I seen we it. only have one theater that doesn't have reclining chairs. Oh, it have reclining chairs. I'm not. I mean, not even, no one theater room, and it's the IMAX, so they can put as many people as they can, literally, in the same building all every other theater has the reclining chairs anyway <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. james when you're not reclining in your dayton ohio theaters where can people talk to you um i actually missed what you said i couldn't hear because my leather seat was squeaking too much but shifted <sighs> and got comfortable I'm yeah blame it on the find, seat you can find me on twitter and instagram <laughs> at meyer trucks lacy uh people can find me at celebration on friday in on the fan stage at 1 30 p.m talking about ray and how sure. she defined a new generation of jedi so catch me there you guys know i'd like to talk about ray also covering celebration with these guys and just talking about star wars in general on twitter and instagram at lacy gillerin and that friday at 3 30 come meet up with us and celebrate solo and get one of these bad boys you already talked about I'm going to talk about this like every five minutes. So buckle up, baby. That's a Lando quote. Uh, All right, everybody. We hope you have a great week. Um, We're going to talk more Kenobi on Thursday, where we're going to give you the 12 greatest moments uh, of Obi-Wan Kenobi 
heading into the Kenobi series. Our list may change after that series, but we're going to give you our list up until that point. So enjoy your weeks. We'll see you on Thursday with another episode right here on TRB. See you around, kids.